It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, where we are continuing our discussion of NBC's musical theater disaster piece, Smash. My name is Colin, but you could probably already hear that in the O's. My name is Nick, and uh, he's in that Bruno Mars show at La Mama. Take a drink every time somebody says, oh, he's in the, the Bruno Mars show at La Mama. Oh, God. This episode, this episode, Colin, I'll tell you. Yeah, this was, I mean, I feel like it's like, okay, the ball is rolling. Things are happening. Intrigue is starting. You know, uh, theater people drama is unfolding. Yeah, I remember when this came out, it was, I, I don't know really the overlap too, but like Downton Abbey was still really popular and like on TV. And there's a character named O'Brien who is just like this lady who smokes a cigarette and is always hiding behind a door and like listening and stirring up shit. And that's exactly who Ellis is in this episode. And I remember Amanda and I would just like cackle about the thought of that. Ugh, he is, he's reaching like peak Ellis. I am so mad at him. I'm so <laughs> mad at Ellis. I officially hate him. And, and I have no shame about that. I'm glad I said it. Yeah, he's written to be terrible and you know i feel bad for him as a person because he is a human at the end of the day too but i just there's something about the way that he delivered i mean we're gonna get into it but just like the fight he has with julia and his like smugness and just like that he's smiling as uh, yeah we're gonna talk about it but it's this episode is just it feels like a kindergartner wrote it like i like some of the dialogue and like i can't wait to talk about it yeah, well, we. Uh, I think we should just get into it. I think why waste time? Uh, just to, to say at the very start that the scarf count at the beginning of the episode is eight. So we got eight scarves in two episodes, and I will say that this episode makes up for the lack of scarves the next, the last episode. Yes, and I, we were up to I think just was it just one or two drink throws like mart i think you're on drink count i believe it's three where we had three in the last episode or three total i think there were three total this is this was this is i'm gonna i'm gonna leave drink count up to you yes because i'm swimming in scarves (laughs) yes i think there were only two in this episode and i will you know we'll find out as we talk about it too of course but that's what i had at the top of my notes so that's good so five total after this episode i'm writing it down in my notes Anyway, yeah. let's get into this. Um, Eight scarves, five drinks. It sounds like exact... the 12 days of Smash. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> eight drinks, you know, five scarves, eight drinks, and exactly two and a half thrusts. Oh, my gosh. The thrusts. <laughs> That's how we open up. Megan. 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 Uh, Ivy is riding Derek and uh, thrusting away. Yeah. Uh, I like her sheets, though. I think her sheets are nice. This looks like a nice bed. It's a much nicer bedroom than it is her kitchen. I'll say that. Yeah, that kitchen. Oh, God, that yeah. overhead lighting. Um, 
So basically, like Tom is like still inside her. Not Tom, Jesus, Derek. Oh yeah. Whoa. Derek is still inside her and says, uh, "Tom hasn't sent you the new song yet, has he?" And she just like responds. She's like, "No, not yet. They're just ha- having this conversation." And right, right. It's like, so yeah, strange. he he's barely come down from <laughs> from moments earlier. Yes, I have to ask: Are you seeing the neck? You know what? I'm. I haven't seen it yet. Every time I watch Smash, and I notice weird things too. Like I am. I failed my assignment. I failed my assignment. I did not look at his neck once. Also, I guess it's probably because I'm taking like feverish notes. Yeah, I mean, I can't I, believe I haven't noticed. I mean, there there'll be more opportunities. But I, as a reminder to to anybody listening, Derek has more neck than he needs, and it extends past his jawline in a way that makes him look like Earthworm Jim. And I don't even <laughs> dislike it. I just can't stop seeing it. I'm looking at him now. Like I'm just looking at stills of him. I I don't know. I I would I would maybe in the next episode we watch as you're watching if there's like a specific shot where you feel that his he's extra necky, send me like a a screen grab or something. Just take a picture of it. Okay. And for anyone who's watching along at home cuz a perfect example is this scene when he's <laughs> laying there in the bed, he's very necky. Okay, I I don't know if I see it, and I'm afraid that I'm not going to see it, so I'm nervous now. But um, but I well, I'm going to ask I every you. week, okay. every week, and one day you're going to have to just lie and say, "Yeah, oh my god, all the neck, <laughs> a redneck woman, maybe, whoa, maybe." Hey, I've got all the way to Iowa to see a yes. neck. So uh, Ivy says. I'd like to get together sometime and work on her and her, of course, meaning Marilyn. And it's, it seems genuine enough, but it is like, you know, the student who sits at the front of class that acts, asks for extra homework at the same time. And Derek says, darling, that's what we're doing. And, but then he like kind of, I don't know, he's a piece of shit in a way. It's like, don't say that. And because yeah. you know that he doesn't have her best interest in mind in a way, but I think this was a great scene for Megan Hilty, the way that she acted that moment. Because when he says, like, isn't that what, that's what we're doing. And she just has this, like, like this, this very, like, oh, uh, wait a minute, you know? And, and then he's like, oh no, I'm kidding. And she, it's just another reminder that Megan Hilty is acting circles around everyone in this show. Yep. Absolutely. So speaking of, um, we continue with Ivy. Ivy and Jessica with coffee. They're walking down the streets, and Ivy is sort of questioning getting the part because she slept with Derek. And Jessica's like, "Just enjoy it, bitch." I wouldn't tell anyone if I was Ivy. Would you? No, I think that that that's the thing that I'm so surprised about is that she's being open about this. This just seems like such a stupid conflict of interest to create. Uh, but of course, Bangs can't get enough of it. And one of the nuances I wanted to mention about this scene, and this is kind of like the mixing of reality and the fake world of Smash, is while uh, Ivy and, and Bangs are walking down, I presume, 44th Street, I know. there is a marquee for Bonnie and Clyde in the background, which featured Jeremy Jordan, who <gasps> then appears as an actor playing a character in season two. Oh, my God. I never so would have thought of that. Yes. Right? So, like, it's in the world that they're in. He is both a real life actor and playing a fake character. 
his name is Jimmy in the show too. Jimmy, he's so dark Ugh. and brooding. Um, that's a really good catch. I feel like that's like a IMDb sort of like oops or what do they call them? Spoofs or what are they? Goofs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they call goofs. Them. Goofs. Um, that's so interesting. And I, yeah, I don't think they so. even knew at the time that he was going to be in season two, you know, like, no. Yeah. Right. It's just those like weird little connections. Um, it's like, and this is, I, I remember talking about this with Johnny and Ari Mary and I was like, I don't think I articulated it well, but I'll see if take two, if I can try again. What it makes me think about is there is a movie called rumor has it, uh, with Jennifer Aniston yes. and, uh, Shirley MacLaine. And I think the idea is that Shirley MacLaine is the inspiration for Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate. And what I was kind of getting stuck on was Mrs. Robinson was played by Anne Bancroft, who co-starred with Shirley MacLaine in a movie called The Turning Point. And they have also probably have actors in other movies in common. So it's this weird thing where in the world of that movie, they're talking about The Graduate, you know, and I haven't seen the movie, but, you know, The Graduate, who in yeah. the movie was played by, you know, Anne, Anne Bancroft. But the actress playing this character is Shirley MacLaine, who was in something with Anne Bancroft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, because she's like, playing an actress, but she's not playing Shirley MacLaine. But right. we know that she is an actress with Anne Bancroft. And, and right. Bancroft, excuse me. And Bancroft, who they're talking about in a fictional story. Yeah, and so sure. I always think of this kind of like screwed up kind of Spike Jones movie where the plot gets even more convoluted and suddenly like Shirley MacLaine is meeting Mrs. Robinson. It, like, you know, it, yes. it's, it, like everything gets like fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, the multiverse of Mrs. The Ro- multiverse. Of the graduate. So thank you. I, I don't think my second attempt at explaining this was any more articulate, but I think you helped narrow it down. The multiverse of, of Hollywood. Yeah, and, yeah, and in I this gotcha. case, so multiverse of Broadway. Ugh. Well, let's talk about the multiverse of Eileen Rand here at the consignment shop. Um, she's letting go of some jewelry, and then she buys a pair of $50 knockoff earrings that apparently were designed or like, uh, what is it, like a, a, a knockoff of what Marilyn Monroe wore in uh, the seven-year seven year itch. itch. Yes, and yeah, only $50, yeah. so Eileen can afford it. And uh, it's a it's a cute little gesture. I think it's like a little bit of kismet that, you know, they're, they're Marilyn, and she needs a little bit of a boost, and you got to get your glamour where you can. Right, right. And, you know, what's better than a knockoff Marilyn? That's you right. You know, uh, cue Karen Cartwright. Yeah, yeah I, that's all I had written down for that scene. It was just, you know, her staring out the window and at this jewelry. I, I don't think anything else really happened. No, yeah, she buys them. She's like, I'll take them. Yes. Um, so next we are uh, Derek and Karen. Um, they're, like, out to drinks. Again, like, she is just willingly meeting him up wherever he asks. And Karen is giving, like, very Miss America answers. Like, she's like, well, I'm excited for Ivy. And, you know, it's a really good opportunity to be in the uh, the ensemble or whatever. And Derek's like, oh, come on. And, like, I do understand where he's going, but, like, don't test her. You know what I mean? She's still like a polite human being. She's not going to be like pissed until she knows it's safe to be pissed. You know? Right. He knows. I mean, he's already playing out this, this power dynamic with Ivy and that he's, you know, got her wrapped around his finger among other things. And he's using that same, you know, abusing that same power with Karen of like, I'm going to walk you into the usual conversation of having to say like, Oh, well, would you be open to being in the ensemble so that she'll say, Oh, it's a terrific opportunity. And then he'll mock her for that. It's like, but that's the fucking game, you know? That's how this whole fucking world works, and he knows that. 
Yeah, it's very like it's almost like Black Swan that scene where she's like in his office, like he's waiting for her to like bite his lip, and she's mm-hmm. not gonna because she's Karen Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, God, Dev shows up and gives Karen this like uncomfortable kiss, like this territorial sort of like. I'm, this is my woman, and all of a sudden he's uncomfortable with everything, and it's just been building. What do you think of this? I, I think this almost ruined Dev for me yeah. for a moment. Right? I was like, oh, this is so awkward. I I hated it. I, I, I would have rather him, like, I don't know what I would have wanted. Like, maybe I would have, like, just sit next to him or sit next to Karen, but don't give the kiss, God. I mean, and then this whole, like, I don't know. Like, they have, like, a Brit off. Like, you know, he went to Mm -hmm. Oxford and he went to Cambridge. And there's, like, this little play on words of, like, the other place. And it's just, it's not appealing. You're right. For Dev. It's the great British douche off. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, are you from South London? Oh, yeah. I could hear it in the O's. Oh, from from Oxford? Oh, no, the other place. And um, and I I actually, I like when Derek said, oh, I forgot this game. I like that Derek is, well, and it's actually interesting, right, is he knows the game he's playing with Karen, and now he knows the game that Dev's playing with him. And he loves it. He loves it. And he he loves it. And he wins both of the the games. Like, he, he, he won both of those arguments with Karen and especially with Dev. Yeah, I'll say this though, I I will write or read the fan fiction where Derek and Dev have sex. Oh yeah, yeah, that <laughs> I needed to see. <laughs> oh, can you imagine Dev just holding on to that big old neck for dear life? <laughs> yes, that would be good. <laughs> that would be real good. That'd be really good. Ugh. So Dev and Karen are back at uh, their apartment. She's upset, rightfully so, that Dev has made such a display. Um, but then it's just like, uh, I don't know. He just like turns on then the he dips Then her. he dips her and it's fine. I And I'll say the kiss was bad. The dip was worse. <laughs> I know. I don't ever want to be dipped. I throw my back out in like a second. You'd have to pull oh, me God. off the floor. <laughs> I I will not be dipped. I won't. Do not dip me. I can't be dipped. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that can't be dipped. There it is. There it is. (laughs) That can't be dipped. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, speaking of things that can't be dipped, uh, actually, not at all. This is a terrible transition because at this point, if you are listening to this little preview on the main feed, we are going to undip you. And uh, unless you want to become a Patreon at this point uh, and join us for the rest of this discussion on Patreon for the rest of this episode and the rest of the season at patreon.com slash BSA pod. But otherwise, we're going to continue queening out on this episode and meeting Mr. DiMaggio. We didn't even get uh, to Ellis. We didn't even get to Ellis, the Bruno Mars, you know, uh, musical. Drinks Drinks. are being thrown. (laughs) Yes, exactly. There's a lot, and all of that is uh, just around the river bend. So please join us.